0: From across the multiverse, this is Geek Verse Reactions. Happy November. My name is DJ Foster. You may call me Rebel Scum Texan. It's what I go by on the internet. It's pretty much everywhere except for Instagram nowadays. And with me always is the host with the most, the man (laughs) I call Mr. Mando Talk, Caleb Keller in the building. Yeah. What's going on my brother How i'm in the you? building I'm
1: in the building let's go let's go <laughs> I'm hyped man i I'm feeling really good tonight I don't know why might be the topics that we have to talk about might just be oh, the fact always that we that we just get to talk on a weekly basis man. twice by the way you know we talk star wars yeah. on Thursdays I'm hyped man I, I'm ready to go i'm I'm excited to be here
0: Man, I am too, and I echo everything you just said. It's just, it's always a good time to talk about whatever we've got going on, and yeah. whether it's Geekverse, whether it's Star Wars. I mean, you know, we reserve Star Wars for Thursday, and by the way, if sure. it's your first time listening or watching, this is a Geekverse Reactions presented by Mando Talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, every Tuesday, you know, lately, we've been doing more just talking about the other fandoms that we love so much. I mean, all you got to do is check the description below the video to see exactly what that's all about. But you can follow us at Mando Talk on Twitter, join our Discord, subscribe to the channel here so you can get that bi-weekly, is it bi-weekly? Twice a weekly, whatever it's twice called. a that weekly, sure. Twice, <laughs> twice a weekly content from us. And we enjoy doing this. So man, I like you said it's it's good to talk just some geeky stuff. So I think we should just dive right in. Yeah. I mean, we, we got yeah. so much going. Oh, I should address that. Clearly my backdrop is different. Those of you who watch on a regular basis will know that mm-hmm. typically I've got some different stuff behind me. That mm-hmm. is because normally I do this, this show at my place of work at the mm-hmm. church I work for. And my wife has just entered into her seventh month of pregnancy. And I figure I should probably be at home and and be near her just in case things you know start to get a let the crazy uh so i'm i'm here just hanging out and this yeah. is actually the first time i've ever done this show in my own home there you go I, i've never i the first time i was on i was at my buddy larry's because he had a fantastic podcast zoom setup right. he's just he had right. it all down to the wire <laughs> and uh every time since then i've done it at, at my church so now i'm here doing it right here and it, i'm just excited to be at home and um, I'm like, like i said i'm ready to talk about what we got in our show notes for tonight what we want to go over our news pieces all that fun stuff caleb mm-hmm. you want to go first you want me to go first how you want to do this tonight
1: Let, let's go let's go first you go first you go first okay you go first.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah let's do that all right so Right off the top, we're going to jump into our news pieces. And unless you were sleeping under a rock in the last (laughs) week, we finally it's kind of one of these great things about Disney and Pixar is that we never really know what they're doing behind the scenes. Sure. And here we are. We knew about Lightyear, but we get that first. Trailer for Lightyear, a full fledged trailer all about it. So, of course, let me just read what I've got here in the notes. Disney and Pixar's upcoming film Lightyear has released its first trailer last week, which sent the internet into a nostalgia driven frenzy of emotions and excitement. And Deadline reported that it clocked in at 83 million views in 24 hours beating Eternals, which had a 77 million global views in its first 24 hours. That's mind-blowing. 83 million views in just 24 hours. I checked the Book of Boba Fett trailer, which we will talk about on Thursday. (laughs) But I checked the views um, earlier today, and it only had 5 million. So it's like, whoa, Buzz Lightyear alone beat Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah, it is pretty wild. I do think that number because recently as far as those big reporters whenever they get those how many have viewed a trailer numbers they're yeah. usually also pulling the numbers from Twitter and Instagram yeah. like yeah. collectively so i is Did you get that five million number for Book of Boba from all of those, or just from YouTube? You know
0: what? That was on specifically, I think Disney or Lucasfilm's YouTube channel. Now that I think about it, so I'm I'm wrong on that. So maybe we need to dive into that research before Thursday to see uh, if if that's you know. Maybe we
1: should get that number by Thursday for sure.
0: We need to, and I I misspoke on that. That's my bad. No, all good.
1: All
0: sometimes we, sometimes I'm, i make mistakes it happens that way sometimes but what
1: did you think about the trailer though no the, I, honestly in general
0: the, the visuals were stunning you know i even saw one person took the soundtrack from interstellar and put it over the top of the buzz Lightyear oh, trailer wow
1: i bet that and that's i was awesome.
0: i was blown away by it <laughs> i don't know if i retweeted it or anything like that i just couldn't believe it i was watching i was like this makes all the sense i was like why is Hans Zimmer not doing this movie is my first thought, but yeah, um, no, I thought the trailer was stunning. I thought, you know, the big thing pe- that caught people off guard was Buzz Lightyear's hair.
1: Yes. 100%, I, and I, I, I noticed it
0: and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Buzz isn't bald. <laughs> got it. You know, that was kind of my initial thing. Also one small thing I saw. And after this, I'll turn it back over to you and hear what, okay. you, what you got about the trailer. One small thing I noticed that I was like, I've got to get one of those. Was Buzz was wearing a property of Star Command shirt Mm. in in one little shot, and I was like, I've got to get a hold of one of those property of Star Command (laughs) t-shirts because I thought that was the dopest thing, man. I was, I was, I'm even actually chose this green shirt tonight because uh, I wanted to somehow look a little bit like Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) I I I don't own anything Buzz Lightyear, but I love Buzz. I love, but I love Toy Story for that matter. Um, but at the same time, I just thought, man, I got to get me one of those shirts. Caleb, tell me what you thought, man, about that trailer. Well,
1: for me, obviously, the first thing, like you mentioned earlier, it was it was so heavy with nostalgia. I mean, I, I felt like a kid right. again. As soon as I clicked play, I, I mean, I was grinning ear to ear throughout yeah. the entire time watching that trailer. Now, getting into kind of the next thing here that we have prepped to discuss, I thought it was very wise of them to only have Chris Evans' voice say and. One yes. word he said and. And the reason why I think that was wise is because everybody's nobody's talking about his voice right now. They're just talking about how incredible yeah. the yeah. film looks. Like, the animation uh, looks pretty daggum incredible. I think yeah. it could... Probably win a bunch of awards as far as animation style, design, all those different things. So I thought I thought that was wise because I know as soon as they reveal Chris Evans' voice some more, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's going to be people that aren't happy that it's not Tom Hanks. Granted, you no, know, sorry, sorry, t- sorry, Tim Allen, sorry. Tim Tim Allen, Allen. my bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. Uh, I'm sure people will be upset that it's not him, but I actually kind of like it. You know, it, it plays to yeah. the audience that's out there. I like that Chris Evans, people know him as Captain America. That's going to get people to go check out this film. And uh, I thought it was great. The execution of the trailer was great. It looks phenomenal. And obviously, if you've seen the trailer, if you're on YouTube, the difference between live action buzz and the toy buzz is is great. And of course, we know that the toy is based on this live or not live action. This animated, almost live action. It feels live action. Right. Of this animation style. So it's more so like a, a. prequel to Toy Story in a sense
0: yeah I guess
1: uh so all good things for me I I really enjoyed this enjoyed this trailer
0: you know you mentioned the fact that Tim Allen isn't voicing Buzz and that never really bothered me you know I I thought okay you know I get it you need to move forward with a character and, and sometimes things like this happen but you know I remembered I watched Tom Hanks on uh graham norton which is a bbc talk show i i I see clips every now and then from that across all social medias and i just love watching it i think it's hilarious and it's so different than all the other stuff we have in the states but on graham norton tom hanks was like oh yeah my brother does all the voicing for all of the woody toys
1: yeah i don't know tom hanks's
0: brother's name but he said yeah that's my brother who does all those and i was like that's That's fascinating so even in this world in the real world we see people who aren't voicing the characters in movies voicing the toys which is so funny because tom hanks is a toy in that movie you are a toy you know and so it makes sense to me of course why would it be tim allen voicing buzz it right it makes perfect sense that they would do that and even in a real world sense well um yeah again trailer just looks incredible you know Chris Evans being in it, I think is fine.
1: Yeah, I saw something funny on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted this first. It was great. Who Whoever said it, I'm sorry that I'm not giving you credit, but somebody was like, yeah, when they, when they made the toy of Buzz, they they couldn't get Chris Evans to come in and record for the toy, so they had to hire some <laughs> random person to come in and, and record the voice for the toy of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that was gold. That is canon yeah, until proven otherwise. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so funny. Probably that and the fact he was like 12 when Toy Story came right. out. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, did you, did you ever watch the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command TV sh- series? I don't think did- so.
1: I, there's a chance that I did. I just don't remember yeah.
0: it. And I, I had the VHS uh, movie they did of it, and it it had this little intro with the Toy Story characters like they were watching the Buzz Lightyear movie. Mm-hmm. They were like, "It's Toy Story three or whatever it was, or Toy Story two or whenever it came out." And everybody yeah. was like, "No, it's not. The sequel's coming." L-. They played to that I'm like ah, the sequel's coming later. And then of course they played the Buzz Lightyear movie as it was, which is Buzz Lightyear Star Command. And then of mm-hmm. course that spawned the TV series, which. I'm not sure if Tim Allen actually did the TV series. I know he did that little movie. Right. But right. I always put that on the shelf with the rest of the Pixar movies because I was like, that is a Pixar movie. You know, it just mm-hmm. even if it was 2D animation, I thought this is incredible. And I loved all I loved that series so much. Um and remember watching it with my cousins whenever I'd stay the night with like my grandparents and stuff. And we'd always have a good time with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one special thing that I want to show our Oh, no. YouTube audience. This is, and I, I hate to do this. I, I never do this. I try to avoid making a difference uh, for yeah. our podcast listeners versus our YouTube audience. But this is something special for our YouTube viewers. Oh, no. Toy Story has always been something very important to me. So I've got this image uh, for our lovely YouTube audience to see. Look at this glow up. OK, I was a proud little kid here in this image. I got all of my Toy Story collectibles. You know, I've got them all right there laid out. I'm so proud, so happy. I got my, first of all, no shirt on, no (laughs) shame. Oh, man. Got my arms crossed with all of my my figures there. Toy Story to me was was the best. Yeah, I look swole. (laughs) Toy Story (laughs) was the best. And um, immediately as I saw this trailer, for some reason I thought of this image and I thought about, you know, all the memories I had playing with those yeah, toys. Man. So, uh, for me, like I said, nostalgia heavy, I am yeah, there man. to see light year. And I think this image perfectly sums
0: that up. <laughs> I think it does too. You know, I, I was a hardcore toy story fan at just like that. I didn't, I didn't have like that buzz or that Woody, or, uh-huh. or even you have a Jesse there too. I definitely right. didn't have a, a Jesse but um i had the slinky dog there you go with the full slinky (laughs) and uh i i broke that slinky i was probably four years old and i busted that thing into pieces i and i didn't have the that buzzer woody but burger king released like toys that were like this big right right you know and i had that was my woody and that was my buzz i played with those so i played Mm -hmm. with the i never had the full like thing and I, yeah. remember, I think it was like two Christmases ago before COVID, before all the crazy, my wife and I were walking around the mall, I think on like a black Friday or something. And we walked into the Disney store and they had Buzz and Woody toys everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want you to know that when we have kids, we're getting them a legitimate <laughs> Buzz and a legitimate Woody. Yeah. She was like, I mean, I get it, but also why? And I explained to her the uh-huh. Burger King thing and she was like, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I so, still
1: have, I still have those. That's they're incredible. Stor- they're stored at my parents and you know, wow. on the foot. It's written Caleb, just like it is in the film.
0: That's cool. Those
1: have to be kept forever, forever and ever. That's
0: like heirloom (laughs) status. That's right up there with heirlooms. That's incredible. I love that so much.
1: All right. Well, those of you out there, if you've seen the Lightyear trailer, let us know what you thought. Tell us in the comments. We thought it looked great. I I hope you thought it looked great as well.
0: Huge fan. Let's over here.
1: move in now to, you know, maybe more so nerdy stuff, geek verse stuff. I don't I don't know. Do you consider Toy Story as geek verse?
0: I will. See, I'm that guy. I mean, I'll watch any behind sure. the scenes, any movie, you know. So for me, if it's yeah. something I'm into, I just go ahead and say I'm a geek about this. So I'll I'll throw it in geek. I don't care. I, I like love it. it. I think it's geek verse.
1: I like that decision for sure. But let's get into, <laughs> uh you know, th- people would classify the rest of the show, though, more so in that geek verse yep. category and the first thing that we wanted to discuss uh next on that category would be this morbius trailer that dropped today you know we keep making it a point they keep dropping content on days they geek verse reactions and Mando talk go live for a reason you know they, you they know look, us yeah, you're lucky, they're man. seeing it
0: <laughs> they're seeing us we we actually steer the ship of the internet
1: right that's right, what right, we, right.
0: that's just me and Caleb
1: <laughs> well look this trailer Honestly, this is a film that I have not been like super anticipating, uh, but the trailer that they released today is it's got me going. I am going to go see this film as soon as possible. Morbius is fitting into and you can get this straight from the trailer if you watch it. It's fitting into the Venom films that they have created. And I am all about Venom. I'm all about Venom. Let there be carnage. Obviously, they are going to be connected. And I think they feel a lot alike, too. And I think when the first reaction that I had when watching the trailer was, my goodness, this film looks like a lot of fun, just like the Venom films. Just they just make me have a lot of fun. It might not be the best film ever made or executed or flow, but I have a feeling I'm going to leave the theater after watching Morbius and thinking, wow, that was so much fun. And I love all the connections that it had inside this trailer. It connects to Venom twice. Uh, It talks Mm. about or he acts like he's Venom at the end, which was (laughs) hilarious. And it also mentioned the cops or somebody investigators were mentioning that uh, they hadn't seen something this crazy since San Francisco. And they're referencing things, events that happened with Eddie Brock and and all those all the things that have gone down the past two films uh, for Tom Hardy's Venom. So I loved it. But also we have more connections uh, in this trailer dj you want to touch on maybe those other connections
0: well and i i only watched the morbius trailer just a few i say a few minutes ago but it was only just about an hour before we started streaming tonight a
1: uh-huh. couple
0: of things that i picked up on i i immediately was like dude this is, I, I was hitting you up in discord and i was like hey this is like something we need to really pay attention to so obviously yeah. the image that was behind you just a moment ago had spider-man in the background and it had murderer right across mm-hmm. spider-man i thought um okay and i'm looking at that <laughs> spider-man and i'm like that's toby that's toby mcguire spider-man there on the wall yes it is so now i'm wondering what what universe are we in here as mm-hmm. far as spider-man goes uh, i'm assuming that no way home will answer some of those questions and then sure also right big as day michael keaton i yep. mean and i think we can appreciate the fact that now the joker and batman are in the mcu together <laughs> i think that's hilarious um yeah. and we forget that jared leto was the joker and he was a really i thought he was a pretty good joker even right. all things considered like he wasn't you know joaquin phoenix or heath ledger but i mean he's still uh-huh. he's still good if so anyway we've got michael keaton uh, no doubt probably the vulture because this is a marvel and we know a movie and we know it's going to connect to spider-man obviously mm-hmm. and then last but not least the only other thing that i truly noticed was the daily bugle paper that was right yeah. in the middle of shot and up in the right hand corner i mentioned something about black cat which yep. is basically spider-man's Catwoman. so yeah you know that that's kind of a neat little pull in there so those are the things i noticed from the trailer mm-hmm. aside from the fact that jared leto is basically some weird like not Jerry leto but morbius is some kind of like combination batman dr strange
1: dude dr strange for sure dr strange definitely (laughs) it
0: was just so odd and so almost random that i was like okay this is something we're doing and Uh i was i thought okay whatever but then as the trailer went on i was like this is actually pretty uh interesting so those are the things i noticed i mean i can't really think of anything else that unless there was something you saw that i didn't
1: know i think you you nailed it but this kind of opens up a conversation that we were starting to have off air and we were like you know what let's hold off let's hold off on going any further because we want to discuss it on the mics what we were talking about you know what does this mean as far as the future of sony films the future of the mcu and i think we have different takes and and, you know i'm i'm not somebody that's stuck to my take i would love and we'll talk more about dj's take in a minute i would love his take on it uh But here's my personal opinion right now, and it could change. And again, I'm not tied to this opinion. I don't necessarily have to see this play out this way. This is just what I'm predicting. We've gotten reports, and I think Tom Holland himself has talked about how this is the last film that he signed off with as far as the MCU goes, or as Mm -hmm. far as just the character of Spider-Man. We know that the deal ends with Disney as far as. Being a part of that Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe that Disney owns, we know that deal ends after this film. Yeah, and we're also seeing in the Morbius trailer all these connections to to Toby, to Andrew, to Tom, to all of these different things, and also connecting to Venom. Yeah. I personally think it's my personal opinion that I think that they are transitioning to Sony claiming that no, this is ours. This is our Spider-Verse. This is something completely kind of separate, which there can be overlap. I think there's there's a way for there to still be overlap to where they connect to the MCU in a sense, but I don't think that they are tying their, I don't think they're restraining themselves to, oh, we have to fit the Marvel Cinematic Universe fold. We have to follow that storyline. I think they're trying to stake a flag back in the character of Spider-Man, back into the Spider-Verse, And I think Sony might be setting things up to kind of take back over the character of Spider-Man after No Way Home. I think Marvel and the MCU are also in No Way Home could potentially phase that transition inward as well. But that prediction might change once I see No Way Home. That's just my personal thoughts right now. And again, I don't have to see it happen that way. That's just my prediction after watching the Morbius trailer which might not mean anything
0: <laughs> yeah just
1: being you know a crazy geek as always
0: well i mean you make a lot of really good points and i don't disagree with the take as far as you saying it, it very well could connect as if like sony's trying to like plant that flag as you said and really start to be begin to take ownership mm-hmm. of spider-man as their own like it's uh, this is our property kind of a deal Mm-hmm. um so i i definitely agree with that but i it's you can't look at this and not see the connections to the mcu 100 i mean it's been enough it's i think it's been enough time to know what the mid-credit scene was from venom let there be carnage to sure. say it out loud so i'm going to so not not a spoiler warning but a spoiler warning uh-huh. you know we know venom is going to show up in no way home and we saw tom holland in that movie very very quickly Uh, there at the end and you know it just makes sense that they would begin to transition over there this i think you're just totally right about that but it's it's so safe to say that this is going to take place not necessarily within the mcu Mm -hmm. but it's definitely got those threads and those connections that they're going to build on because we know tom holland was there for civil war on up you know, it just makes sense that we would kind of continue that with that direction to yeah. a, a degree. And I also well, going to go ahead and go as far as to say, I think this movie takes place after No Way Home. OK, not, not, not that it you know, obviously we got that one in December and then Morbius is in January, mm-hmm. as the trailer says. So, right. I'm thinking that it's going to play into um, the aftermath of the of uh, No Way Home. Mm. It and certainly pe- could. Well, the way, reason I even say that, though, is what, how would Morbius know to say, I'm Venom? I'm Venom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, how would he know to say that if Venom hasn't been in the public eye and known as Venom?
1: The only thing that I would consider maybe would be that it's after the first Venom film. Because at that but, point, the news would have spread that that symbiote thing was going on and there was something crazy that happened yeah. in San Francisco. No,
0: no, I get that. But uh-huh. I've I seen both of them. I don't recall anybody ever saying, oh, that symbiote's name is uh-huh. Venom. So mm-hmm. what, would, what why, would, why would Morbius just know I'm Venom? except mm. other than a nod to fans, Just, you know? Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. Which I mean, that that's probably is. <laughs> but I'm
0: talking like continuity wise. Obviously. Yeah. 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 I feel you. And so for continuity sake, I feel like there needs to be something that says that vi- that villain's name is Venom. And mm-hmm. I think that is in no way home. Yeah. So that's, that's why fair. I place, I place it after that. Not to mention we had Toby's, what looks like Toby's Spider-Man spray painted mm-hmm. on a wall and if this is supposed to take place in the new current universe of Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, yeah. how else would we know what that Spider-Man looks like if there weren't three in one place? So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at on that. It's, what do you got? It's,
1: it's certainly starting to get a little confusing, uh, and I can't wait for yeah. No Way Home because No Way Home, I think, is going to start answering some things. And I yeah. think it is safe to say, though and maybe I don't want to speak for you, so feel free to push Go back ahead. if if yeah. you don't agree with this. I think it's safe to say, okay. though, that No Way Home is going to easily connect to the MCU, obviously, but I also think that they're going to use No Way Home to easily connect to whatever Sony's got up their sleeve as well. No, they, I, yeah. to no Way Home is essentially just a bridge between the two. Like, oh, we all come connecting back in this one yeah. film. So both well, parties I, will be happy.
0: I, I totally agree with that. Okay. And, so mostly because when we did our let there be carnage you know full spoiler review i mentioned that i think that sony has been wanting to do this sinister six project for a long Mm -hmm. time and so i i really think that sony worked out a deal with kevin feige and marvel to say you can have spider-man but it has to lead to us doing sinister six Mm. Yeah, I firmly believe that is something that was said in a meeting somewhere on whatever yeah. planet they meet to discuss these kinds of things. Certainly so, could be. Um, that's how I'm looking at it. That's what makes sense to me. But, um, you know, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at on it. You know, okay. and if they decide to do that, or if, if that's what actually happened, I mean, awesome, yeah. you know, if not, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter because we still get awesome content at the end sure. of the
1: day. For sure. Well, listen, those of you out there, let us know what you thought of the Morbius trailer. I keep wanting to say Mobius, you know, I got Me Mobius too. Got Mobius on my mind from Loki. Uh, great character, yes. by the way. Can't wait to see yes. him some more. Let oh, us know what gosh. you thought of the Morbius trailer. Uh, trailer we thought it was really fun and entertaining and as fans of venom i think it's going to fit that vibe perfectly so i'm going to venture to guess that i'm going to enjoy morbius quite a bit but that finishes that topic dj what is next and i'm so excited to talk about this next topic
0: dune
1: Let the spice flow, baby.
0: Man, let it flow, let it flow. We're getting into that Christmas season, although this has nothing to do. (laughs) Oh, that's from the Lorax.
1: Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) That is a man. That's a that's a deep cut. Um, okay. Random thing about the Lorax. Worked the movie. Okay, pause on Dune. Pause pause on on Dune. Dune. Every time I think (laughs) of that movie, I think of um, Blue Bell ice cream has this flavor called Crazy Cookie Dough. (laughs) it's it's insane it's this yellow ice cream with like blue and pink cookie dough down in it sure and reason is when i worked at the movie theater i got a big old cup of it and then went and watched the movie with some friends so now every time i see the cookie dough the crazy cookie dough ice cream i'm like oh it's the lorax that's that's the dumbest thing i could have possibly said tonight on this show (laughs) whatever here we are and let's just talk about (laughs) let's talk about dune i know if you know if you've listened at all on this show it's so it's so easy to see when i've lost track of my thoughts and (laughs) when i even just jump off the rails and jump back on this is the part where we jump back on caleb just edit that whole thing out for the podcast we got to keep it man we don't need it it free (laughs) keeps it cool all right dune (laughs) dune okay first of all that was me hitting the rewind button. Uh, First of all, we did a special spoiler-filled episode this past week talking all about Dune, and that that is actually available on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube, so go check those out if you have not already done so. But secondly, this past week, we were given some small bits of sequel-related news to Dune, Mm -hmm. and I thought That was really something we should, especially given that we did a whole special episode um, regarding that. I thought we needed to get some more Dune info in here before that ship sails, and we don't see it again until, I guess, 2023. Um, So this is kind of small. won't spend a whole lot of time on this because it was announced almost exactly a week ago. But uh, Hans Zimmer, composer for Dune, said he's coming back for the sequel. I thought he did a great job with the first film, his music, yeah. Caleb. Yeah, I think we both agree on that one. Agreed. Um, but this is kind of the big thing. Denis Villeneuve did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, um, and he he said this in the interview. He said, I always envisioned three movies. Uh, Villeneuve or Villeneuve, however you say his name, I still haven't figured it out. Uh, it's He says, it's not that I wanted to do a franchise, but this is Dune, and Dune is a huge story. In order to honor it, I think we would – need at least three movies um he said that would be a dream i'm assuming he means that would be a dream come true to follow paul atreides and his full arc would be nice he says Mm -hmm. so now we know that there are six total novels and we know that there's also the hopes of this being a Mm three-parter um do we see this story actually going the distance and and actually becoming a three-part series if you will as far as a third movie goes get a little trilogy here
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I definitely think we're going to get a trilogy. And the reason why I think we're going to get a trilogy is another quote from the director, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I think I've got this quote. So let me let me try to get this pulled up so I can read it directly just like you did. Uh, I think this is from the same interview. If not, i pieced them together. Regardless, it says Herbert, the original author of Dune and the following novels wrote six books and the more he was writing the more it was getting psychedelic so i don't know how some of them could be adapted one thing at a time if i ever had the chance to do dune part two which would wrap up the dune novel and dune messiah i'm blessed so you were talking earlier with a quote that was about you know following paul atreides full arc Mm-hmm. I want to say Denis Villeneuve's interpretation of Paul getting his full arc wraps up in Dune Messiah. He, I'm pretty sure from that quote, I think we can interpret it this way. After Dune Messiah, the books get pretty weird from what I've heard. And sure. he talks about how it's kind of difficult to translate those novels into books. So I fully expect part two Dune is going to be finishing up the first Dune novel. And then I think part three is going to be Dune Messiah completely wrapped up, which I have read. And I'm sure people that have read the books can probably roast me if this is not true. I've read that Dune Messiah takes place 12 years after the first Dune novel. So there's going to be a time jump in between part two and part three. I'm assuming that we're going to get a trilogy at this point, because I think that um, the, the studios is that pleased with the performance of the first one. And I think mm-hmm. it deserves a part three, but I guess we'll see how part two does.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I know that like the fourth novel, something called like Children of.
1: Right. Weird. Gets weird. Something Gets weird. And
0: so anytime you start to spin off or spin off that way, it does get weird. And I think that after I really thought about it a lot after we did our episode on this last week, I mm-hmm. um, when the Planet of the Apes movies were coming back around probably about 10 years ago. And y'all know me, I have Andy Serkis love. Okay. So uh, it's hard to not like randomly mention that, but because Planet of the Apes was becoming this thing and it looks so good when the first one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was released, I was like, I need to watch all these old ones. And Mm. so after thinking about what I know about these novels, it sounds a lot like the continuity as far as Dune goes is a lot like the original Planet of the Apes movies Mm. because Planet of the Apes is really, you got the first one and the second one. They're both really, really good. The third one is just nuts. And then the fourth one time travels and it makes no sense. Mm. And then there's a fifth one that you might as well just write off and have never watched. And then you get the Mark Wahlberg one in 2001, which is supposed to be a reboot, and it sucked. And then you have the new ones that have been incredible. And so it, it Dune reminded me a lot of the progression of Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that if the best way to make this work, keep it a trilogy, end it at Messiah, and, and call it a day. Yeah. Because, it, again, it can get real weird. And because it's science fiction and it gets, like you said, psychedelic, in a way that's well like
1: the new said i didn't well, i, I would you, never come up with that right word. right
0: but, yeah and that makes all the sense in the world you know he is from that era where psychedelic gets used a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's novel came out in 65 i think wasn't it you know yeah, i think so, so yeah so by the time we get to you know wherever the heck he went with the last three books i it's who knows man what what they mm-hmm. have going on over there so yeah keep it three parts makes sense to me absolutely all right and um it- What's next for Dune? So, and this is kind of the last thing we have on Dune as far as what was going on. A different article from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, They got to talk with Denis Villeneuve as well and about the sequel. And he says, uh, the announcement for Dune Part 2 also included a release date of October 20th, 2023. And Villeneuve estimates that the earliest he could begin shooting would be in the fall of 2022. I immediately think that's really quick on a turnaround. Caleb, do you think this is a fast turnaround given that release date? And what I mean by that, I'll clarify that question just a little bit. Do you think that beginning in the fall of 2022, that only allows them for a year of filmmaking and production? Mm. And I know they've got to be in pre-production right now. You know, Uh, it's a long time.
1: Yeah, me. so starting shooting in 2022, I would say, is pretty quick. Very, very, very quick. Yeah. I would I would venture to guess, though, that they're confident in that and getting that done. Clearly. And I, I kind of have a theory about this. Okay. I think a lot of the pre-stuff has been done. I think that secretly, behind the scenes, a part two was greenlit for a while. And I think it was potentially this is tinfoil hat, potentially a marketing plan to get a rally behind make Dune part two happen essentially, Mm. I think it was a rallying cry to get people to go see it in the theater, to get people to watch it on HBO net max for a second, third, fourth time. And I think they've known for a while now that they were going to commit to a part two. So I think like script could potentially already be written. I think a lot of the concept art, maybe even a lot of the casting a lot of the pre-production stuff i think yeah. has potentially been knocked out or in the process of getting knocked out as we speak that's just a tenfold cap thought because that is a quick turnaround and if they're not shooting until 2022 if he's that busy and all the cast and crew are that busy they had to have i mean 2022 is a year out to shoot this thing right The cast members on Dune are talented. They have things lined up already. So I I think that shooting date has been pre-planned at this point. I don't think they just now, what, what last week when they announced Dune Part 2, they didn't just then call people and say, oh, we got to start shooting next, next fall. This is, in my opinion, tenfold cap. This has already been greenlit a while ago it was all just kind of part of marketing and, and wanting people to go see the film i don't know if that really answers yeah. the question <laughs> because it, still it it's does. a year of trying to make the second the part two look as incredible right. as the first part part one looked incredible that's a lot of post production yes. work well, just that the they are going to have said. to try to fit in and, and not they're they're not able to do this in a year because fall of 2023 would be when the movie's supposed to be out. So
0: yeah, really yeah.
1: they they more so have 10 months. Yeah, like 10 to really months. get this done.
0: Because you do you put all that work in for 10 months. I mean, a big film like Dune was huge. Dune was a big action-pack film, had lots of moving parts. So you need two months, you know, you need a long time to really film that. Yeah, and then you got to get your score in line, which Hans Zimmer said, "Oh, I have some stuff I didn't use." Well, sure. you, that's a good. I, I heard that and I thought that's weird. Like, I know music gets cut, but I was uh-huh. like, that's that's not a statement you just put out there, right? And so when you, as soon as you said, "I think this is a marketing ploy," my mind went, "Duh!" that's of course <laughs> it is because I that's the side of this stuff that I don't get. I don't understand the marketing side of things, and so for me. It's one of those. Okay, you know, as soon as you say marketing, I'm like, yes, absolutely. This is what happened. I think I'm with you. Before you said that, I was like, this. There's no way they're going to get this done, and there's no way they're going to do it right. But you know, here we are, and you've made you've convinced me. I'm I'm on I'm on your side now. I think that's very nice, hundred (laughs) percent what they're doing. Okay, um, you know, that kind of negates our second question. Our second question on this was going to be, do we think the post production quality? Will be shortchanged by the fast turnaround. Having heard what you just said, I think we can both say no. Yeah, the pre-production's done. The pre-visualizing is done. The concept or art, the script. I'm thinking we're we, we don't have this in stone. Uh-huh. But I think you and I agree it's all. We're done. totally
1: speculating, guys. Mando oh, yeah, talk, geekverse yeah. reactions. We have no
0: inner loops
1: that you know. No. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we don't. I, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> except that, except that one time, Katie Sackhoff said that she was shooting a show in in Canada. There you and go. That that turned out to be a full tinfoil hat crapshoot of a <laughs> of a theory I had because she went to shoot some alien TV show. Yep, she and did. And I was like, well, it wasn't Star Wars, but it wasn't <laughs> space. It wasn't space.
1: Close enough. <laughs> Associated. Yeah, close,
0: close enough. <laughs> well, that kind of concludes our news topics. And you guys, you just always. We have such great listeners and followers around here, so please tell us what you guys think about all of the things we've talked about. Do you think we're crazy? Do you think we need to put the tinfoil hats away? Never. We're not going. We're not going to. So you know, get over it. But at the same time, uh, that's what we've got as far as our news goes. So I'll hand it back yeah. over to. Kate. Well,
1: let's get into maybe our main focus. I mean, we spent some good time on that stuff and rightfully so that those were some good news pieces. But coming this weekend, we finally get Eternals coming out in theater. Now, I have voiced it before. Eternals is my number one most anticipated Marvel Cinematic Universe film to come out the remainder of this year. So the critic scores have rolled in, which kind of inspired us to you know, share the critic scores, share our final maybe thoughts, predictions, anticipation levels, all of those different things. So Eternals is set to release this weekend, but according to some of the earliest critic reviews, it ain't looking uh, too good. Here's the scores currently, and this is ever changing. Like I think the thumbnail said 58% is what Mm. the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is. But uh, as of now, and that was as of now, 42 minutes ago before we went live, out of 153 critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of a 56%. Let's put that in perspective here as far as Marvel Cinematic Film Critic scores. The Incredible Hulk, 67. So we are under that. Uh, mm-hmm. Thor, 77. Thor The Dark World, arguably the one that people say is not the best one by far. A 66 <laughs> and Captain Marvel, which in my opinion, I, I I quite enjoyed Captain Marvel. I
0: I loved Captain Marvel.
1: Okay, seventy nine percent with a notable forty nine percent from audiences. But we're not talking about audiences right now. <laughs> we're not talking about them. True critic scores. Currently, Eternals is the lowest Marvel cinematic critically rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. First and foremost, though, I do want to clarify that number does not determine if you will like the film or not. Do not take the critic score to heart. Do not allow it to change your opinion. Go and see the movie. See what you think about it. Create your own opinions and go from there. The 56 percent number. Let me remind those of you that don't know how Rotten Tomatoes works. That means that of the 153 critics that have gone on Rotten Tomatoes to give their review, 56% of those Reviewees enjoyed The movie they rated it as Fresh so it's still more than Half currently More than half of the critics Enjoyed Eternals While the other almost Almost half the other 44% Didn't quite enjoy it So I just wanted to preface that DJ When you hear six sorry 56% What do you think
0: well, before I say that, I just clicked over to Rotten Tomatoes just to see if it's changed at all. Uh-huh. One more review has uh-huh. come in. Uh-huh. 154 still sits at 56. So Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but you're right, ha- that's more than half of the critics and I do think we have to remember, you know, critics are sometimes dead wrong about things.
1: Yeah, we and, got experience.
0: <laughs> and some sometimes they're right. But we don't want them to be right, right? You know, and and I, I won't name names, even though I did name names in the show notes. Yeah, you definitely did, definitely. Um, did. <laughs> but at the same time, again, we we get it. You know, critic ratings can be hit or miss. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, my thoughts as far as the rating goes, it it does worry me. You know, was it last week? I talked about the last duel and how I went and saw it and I I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's getting terrible reviews. It's getting nothing at the box office. Well, I thought you know? the
1: reviews for Last Duel were pretty good. It's just the box office number is not good.
0: Well, I've heard a few bad reviews. I've heard a few people talk about bad reviews, but I've oh, okay. mostly okay. seen that it's not doing well at the box office. Right. I think the reason for that is that is a filmmaker's film. Mm. That is a That is a movie you see if you just adore story and filmmaking in a – minute not minute but like in a compact way where you just love character driven stories and drama I think it's perfect and that's and I was actually talking to my dad about that today I talked to my dad every all every day nearly but I was telling him it's that it this is a a movie that's not doing well at the box office but I thought it was really good it's a filmmaker's film and he goes so to get nominated for an Oscar I was like yeah you're probably you're probably right now all that to say again just because it's not turning in box office numbers doesn't mean it's a bad film. Mm. Just because Rotten Tomatoes has rated this at 56% thus far doesn't mean that it's a bad film. For all we know, this could be the greatest, you know, comic book movie ever. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, but it very well could be. So as far right. as the num- numbers go to me, you know, it's not something I'm just overly concerned about. Mm-hmm. It does like make me worried because these are characters we're supposed to see in the future and they're supposed to kind of take the reins you know in this next phase Mm. at least that's what Mm. i've understood unless i'm just totally wrong
1: i I don't Uh, know if we've i don't know if they've kind of announced that i i think it's possible for them to course correct if this does happen to bomb which i'm still of the mindset that i still expect it to do well because it's marvel Sure, But I think the reason why I'm so shocked by this Rotten Tomatoes score is because the director's Chloe Zhao. She just won Best Director at, at last year's Oscars. She, well, I believe her film was also Best Picture. Like, I'm just surprised by this, personally, that, that her directed Marvel film is the lowest one.
0: Maybe this is Hollywood's way of getting back at her. You know... This is kind of this is like hardcore speculation, but like
1: tinfoil hat. Here we go.
0: <laughs> big time. I need to get a tinfoil hat and, and make it, but make it make it look like a crown or something. Sure. I don't know. King of tinfoil hat over here. Regardless, um, you know, we've talked a lot at different times about how certain directors think that comic book movies aren't cinema. They're not mm-hmm. art. They're not, you know. And, I you know, I've even said I get where people think that and say that. This could be just a critic saying this is – she did the best picture. Now she's doing a Marvel movie. Slammer. Mm-hmm. Just slam – I mean, Hollywood – what did you say one time on here? It was something like this is not friend business. It's show oh, business. Oh, Robert
1: Meyer Burnett. His yeah. quote, so give him credit where credit is due. Right. It ain't show friends. It's show business.
0: <laughs> it's not show friends. It's show business. Exactly. And so <laughs> this is, I think, that being played out in front of us. I think it the was- only
1: thing to – to go against that is there's not a single movie on Rotten Tomatoes Marvel that has been given rotten except it, this one it,
0: I don't think it matters okay I don't think I don't think it matters you know I think that they would be willing to just totally throw somebody under the bus because that's that's Hollywood mm-hmm. man that's show business and, hmm. I, and there could be a lot of other elements that play into that I'm going to stay by I, you know what I, I have said a lot of crazy, wacky things on this show, but I'm going to stick with that one. I, I think mm. that, that that's what's going on. I mean, until, mm. until I see the movie, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go see it like Monday sure i'm I'm trying to go see it monday monday's my day off hopefully there's a movie theater open during the day near me so i can just run over and watch it real quick yeah yeah um if i don't see it by then you know i don't know what we're going to talk about tuesday but (laughs) i think that uh, we're talking about
1: eternals tuesday so you got to get it watched (laughs) okay i'll
0: figure it out (laughs) but anyway i think that this is hollywood you know being hollywood
1: okay that's fair that's fair
0: it's, it's a little crazy. It's an interesting
1: yeah. theory for sure. All right. I know you've got a question to ask me in the show notes. So, so let's oh, hear that's it. That's right. That's let's right. Caleb, it.
0: you said you've been <laughs> anticipating this Marvel movie above all the others from this entire year. Absolutely. After seeing these these numbers. And does this is that still the case? Because, and now listen, I know I, I'm going to call you out and I called you out in the notes, but the notes sure. are just for me and you. I'm just going to say this. Were you blinded by your love and appreciation for Game of Thrones and are now just feeling crushed by what could be a potential suck fest of a movie? <laughs> I wrote this I love, out. I wrote this out knowing I was going to have to say this. <laughs> I love the
1: continual just bashing of me liking oh, Game of Thrones so on the show, I, which doesn't make sense, man. Doesn't no, make doesn't. sense, but it's all good. I, I love, I love I it. I love it, man. I love it. Um oh,
0: You'll figure out something to make fun of me eventually. (laughs) Sure,
1: sure. (laughs) I will say, obviously, one of the main reasons why I am most anticipating this film is because of all of the Game of Thrones talent that's in it. I'm not going to sit here and lie that I'm most anticipated about the story and the way it looks and all those different things, which, yes, those were things that got me compelled. But the number one compelling thing for me about Eternals is by far the Game of Thrones talent that's involved. So, in a sense, that Game of Thrones hype has kind of faded. Uh, I'm more so just appreciating or anticipating Eternals for what it could be because I have read reviews that say, oh, this is completely different from anything that a Marvel film has done. And I think that is why I'm still super excited for this. Because I've talked about it before, as far as Marvel on the television front, all three of their live action shows that they have done so far, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, all three felt completely different. And really the only one that was similar to the Marvel Cinematic Formula was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it was the one that I didn't like the most. It was my least favorite of the three. So when I hear this is a Marvel movie that is completely different from any of the other Marvel films, that does get me excited. So I'm going to say my anticipation and excitement is still up there. But to address your question, it's not as high as it used to be. I have to be honest. It's not as high as it used to be. And I don't know if that's the scores affecting me. I guess it is. Or maybe we're just getting closer and closer to this thing, and I thought I was going to see more to get me more excited. But I feel like I've been seeing the same thing since the very first trailer, however long ago that was. Like, I don't feel like they've raised the stakes with each trailer, like I'm sure they're going to do with Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, I'm sure No Way Home They've talked about it. It's possible for us to, to get a tease of all three Spider-Man being together in the next trailer. Like that's upping the stakes with each trailer. You know, they, re, they show Doc Ock, then maybe next to raise the bar even higher. They show the three Spider-Man. I don't feel like Eternals is marketing has done that. It's been the same thing over and over again. It's different. It's a lot of on uh, location shots, which I love. Yeah, I'm pristine. all for that. I oh, think yeah, that's going to be perfect, amazing. but yeah, I, I think that mixed with the low critic score is affecting my anticipation for Eternals personally.
0: That I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. You know, it, it's kind of hard to look at a 56 and not get a little bummed. Mm-hmm. You know, well, even as it was as of yesterday, it was at 60. You know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's just weird. It's, it's just not, it's a weird thing to kind of get over, but I think yeah, given the visuals, given what we're about to hopefully see this weekend, I think it's going to really kind of show us, I really want to say these critics are wrong. I, really I hope do. so. I hope yeah. we're all
1: able to leave the movie theater and say the critics got this one wrong yet again.
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's how the, the, these things go with i feel like with comic book movies a yeah. lot well you mentioned just the cinematic scope I, I think we both agree that what we've seen from the trailers makes this thing look fantastic um you know i think that we can just say yes this is going to be a visually stunning movie yeah let's go positive let's get yeah. positive positive. <laughs> and, and so on top of that you know we're still being introduced to a whole new set of characters you know, with all kinds of abilities, personalities, you know, not to mention there are some very notable stars in this cast and we could go on and on about the cast list. But when you just look at that, look at that image. I mean, look at that image. You've got all of these big names whose uh, faces I I know just barely, you know, we got Selma Hayek. We know that. Is is that how you pronounce that? Selma Hayek. I've never really been, I've never really been uh, totally sure about that. But, you know, we've got her and we've got, uh, gosh, I can't pronounce this guy's name. He's going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um,
1: Kumel Nanjiani. Kumel
0: Nanjiani. There it is. And then, of course, Angelina Jolie, who mm-hmm. I'm not even sure she's really leading the helm with this anymore. I always kind of pictured her as the, you right. know, the leader of this group of folks. But I'm thinking it might end up being Salma Hayek, who ends up kind of being the leader of the crew there. Really? I, I mean, just based on trailers. You know? I feel
1: like I've read somewhere, and I'm probably going to say her name wrong, Gemma Chan as Cersei how, yeah.
0: okay. is
1: potentially going to be viewed as the lead character. But I, that is one thing that I've seen okay. from reviews uh, is that there's not really a clear-cut who's the lead like in okay. most Marvel films, which, again, is something that gets me personally excited is that there's not a clear-cut lead.
0: Well, Marvel's done well at knowing... And saying, you know, all of these characters are the lead. You know, look at right. look at Avengers. Of course, yeah, Avengers. If you look at Avengers, and then you look at I would specifically say Endgame. Mm. Um, you and really Infinity War 2, but mostly in game because it's centralized on those original core Avengers again. Right, right. And um, of course, you had Ant-Man and, and you know, Rocket mm-hmm. and all the others and whatnot going yeah. on there too, but at the same mm. time. I think that they do know how to handle multiple sure. leading characters. If it's just tough.
1: It's it's tough because obviously with Avengers, they had so many films leading up to it to, to tell, to yeah. give the, Oh, here's how this character gets here moment. And yeah. they have all of these different characters in Eternals that in a two hour film, they're going to have to try right. to give a two hours and 37 minute film that they're going to have to try and give each their own a setup story and then build it into a larger story, it's going to be tough. And and honestly, when you think about it in that sense, you think about all of the talent and all of the characters that they've got in this film. You think about all the action that they're trying to get to. I could see putting myself in a critic situation in in their seat. I could see them seeing this as a film that's choppy or fast or doesn't flow well because they're having to tell all of these set up stories for all of these key important characters moving forward. And they just don't have the time to do it. I can see that sense. I think that's yeah. what makes Eternals different from all of these other big group up films that we've seen from Marvel in the past.
0: Well, I think you're 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 probably right. That's where the critics will probably kind of say, oh, it's too fast here. Or, it's this, that there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think one thing that we could consider is after seeing the film after this weekend it might be good to say, okay, or at least ask the question, would this have been better if it were a TV series? Mm. Mm. Um, because there are so many moving parts. Now, to me, I don't think that really matters. I don't think we sure. need to, you know, there's like one movie that I would say make that a TV series off of its one movie, and that's Solo, a Star Wars story. I want sure. that as a. I would love to see that become a, a TV series, even if it's a limited run, bring out those characters. But, yeah. The, Eternals is the only other movie I would ever think, okay, maybe they could have done this instead. But that's, that's putting a lot of faith into, you know, something that you want to do seven or eight episodes with. Because, you know, look at Loki and WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Those were well-known characters. We've seen them on screen. We know who they are. It makes sense that, you know, they would do those TV shows. It doesn't make sense that we, they would do Eternals out of the gate without introducing them somehow in a grand scale so maybe after this weekend we can consider that question but i think for now it just needs to stay as it is it's it's going to be i think a really good movie and i don't think i don't think we need to shy away from saying that right for sure proven otherwise
1: yeah and so just some other things here that we listed as positives to be looking forward to as far as when you go and see eternals uh The comedy, the comedy that we've gotten in the trailers has been spot on, and that's something that Marvel is always good with. So be looking forward to that. There are other references to other superheroes and supervillains in it, which is always fun that Easter eggs like that make us geeks go crazy. That should be a song. Make the geeks go crazy. Anyway,
0: <laughs> it would just be it wouldn't even be a beat. It would just be a lot of pew, 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 pew over and over sure, again. Sure. And then some uh, dork like me or you in the background just. Yeah, sh- right, right, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: right. And something else to consider that that we said was it's it's the it's on deck. It's like the with penultimate Marvel film for yeah. the year. It's the one before probably for most people other than me. No Way Home is the most anticipated Marvel film for the fan base. And Eternals, I'm sure, is going to somehow get you more excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. Because it's we're getting closer to that date. I mean, we're now officially in November. Next month is going to be Spider-Man month, which is yeah. absolutely crazy. So just well, some positives kind of just there Spider-Man to Man share. Month,
0: Not just Spider-Man month. We got Hawkeye
1: hawkeye that's right at the end of this month man i keep forgetting about that coming
0: too and
1: forgetting about that
0: so we've got these two things to kind of cap off 2021 thankfully yeah yeah tired of this year (laughs) but (laughs) but at the same time you know you're right you know we're one step closer to no way home and that's i think kind of what matters the most at this point for
1: most people yes
0: (laughs) not except for you but everybody else it's (laughs) spider-man sure sure sure
1: um but yeah, let's let's just share some final thoughts here on Eternals. I'm still excited to see it. DJ, are you still excited to see yes, it? Yes, I'm still excited. Okay, to see good. It. Regardless of the reviews, go and see it for yourself and make your own opinion and come up with your own score, Rotten Tomato score at the end of the day. Does not matter. Next thing that we wanted to talk about with Eternals before we leave that film. Do we expect any in credit scenes to connect to the big event of No Way Home? DJ, yes 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 i'm yeah, of the think, opinion that we don't
0: okay i like it i'm glad okay, we're good. divided i was that really way hoping-
1: next tuesday when we spoiler talk about it we can say oh who was right and who was wrong
0: well right now i'm one for one with venom you know i said going into true. it I was like this dude's in no way home and you were like no he's not and i'm like you watch you wait i'm thinking oh I'm i still
1: don't a- think i still think there's a possibility he's not in the way home come on come
0: <laughs> on you're ridiculous that's ridiculous.
1: I have to stick to it at this point. Oh, I have crap. to. I have to stick to it. <laughs> I have to You're lay insane. it down. No. I, I made that point. I'm I'm correct until proven incorrect. You've already been proven incorrect. No, 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 no. no. I said no venom in no way home. Whatever. I haven't gotten to no way home yet.
0: Whatever. All right, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm saying it's a connection. I don't know how it's going to connect. It doesn't even really True. have to be anything major if you which which one i can't remember which marvel movie it was that the end credit scene was just a straight up scene from captain america uh in the in the winter soldier or no civil war that was the end it was the end credit scene when bucky's got his arm trapped in some machinery and sam and and um cap are talking about what they're gonna do who do they do they call tony or whatever i I think we could get something similar I don't remember which Marvel movie. Oh, I think it might have been Ant-Man, the first oh, okay. Ant-Man, because okay. that, that would make sense. So, like the first Ant-Man had that. That was the whole end credit scene was just a scene from a different movie and that had not come out at that point. So I'm thinking we could see something like that unless like straight up Angelina Jolie is like, what about that Peter Parker kid? I don't you know, I don't know if anything else is really going to come from that as far as an in-credit scene. But I, I still think we are getting something that will take us into No Way Home because it's going to make people, once that news gets out, mm-hmm. people are going to f- flood to the movie theaters just for that. I mean, look at Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Whatever mm-hmm. movie came out before that had that had its trailer with it, people bought tickets to see that movie just to watch that trailer and then leave. Sure. I mean, the internet wasn't like it is now. So I'm yeah. saying we're going to get it for those reasons. I think it's going to be there and it's going to take us right on in to the greatness that is going to be Spider-Man no way home.
1: Okay. We'll see. We'll
0: see. What just you, to what be
1: you, different. Just to be different. I, I don't know. Oh I don't think we're getting an end credit scene connecting to no way home. It's bogus. <laughs> I think, right. I, I mean, with the critic scores, I kind of hope that they don't make any connections to anything else. Cause we don't know if we're going to get a second one, I guess.
0: Well, I I think that we'll see these characters pop up again. Whether or not we get Eternals two is a different story. Yeah. Sure.
1: All right. Just to be different. That's fine. No 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 way
0: this time. You can be you can be different, but you're definitely wrong. So that's fine that's
1: fine burn <laughs> <enough. Fair enough>. up <laughs> all right well listen that's all that we have for this week's show we are kind of getting to our hour time slot but really in a sense uh marvel is ending the year out with a bang with eternals yeah. with hawkeye with uh spider-man no way home because we've had a great year i mean it feels yeah. like forever ago but WandaVision did come out in 2021. Dude,
0: I had to look <laughs> it up. I couldn't remember if it came out this year or not, and it did. Yeah. I was I could it was, was it was in January, I think it came out this yeah, year. Yeah, it came
1: out immediately five, it was like four, uh, four weeks or two or three weeks after The Mandalorian.
0: That's right. And we I can't even believe we had Mandalorian content this year. That
1: I know. It
0: feels like an eternity ago. I
1: know. I know. Well, we had
0: all those great things this year and I think you're, you know, we're on to the on to the next thing. And Yeah. It's, it's been a fun—this this year was owned by Marvel, mm. but we know 2022 is going to be owned by Star Wars.
1: Certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> and that's going to take us right on in to our Thursday show of Mando Talk. Yeah. Just can't wait until Thursday because, man— I Can't it, either.
1: I can't wait till Thursday. We're going to talk about, you know, yeah. the Book of Boba Fett trailer. That's going to be our main focus. I'm sure there's other— there, there is. There's other couple of Star Wars news pieces, rumors out there yes. that we're going to address quickly, and then we're going to dive deep into that Book of Boba Fett trailer. Friday, I am going to go see Eternals, so that means our YouTube channel viewers, you can anticipate a reaction video on Saturday morning, just like I did with Dune, and then Tuesday, next Tuesday, so a week from today, we will do our Eternals spoiler Review where it's going to be myself and DJ Foster. So a lot of good things going on here at Mando Talk slash Geekverse Reactions, and we would appreciate the support on every single location that we're at: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. At Mando Talk, you can follow us on those social platforms. You can join our Discord. A lot of great conversations are going down on Discord on the daily. So join that Discord. There's a link in the description on whatever platform you are listening or watching. So come hang out with us there. And if you are not on YouTube yet, please do us a favor and subscribe to that YouTube channel. I feel like now that we've gotten to that 100 subscriber goal, I think it's time for us to start cranking and motivating to get some more people to join the channel. So share our channel. Share our links do whatever you got to do to make us grow. We would greatly appreciate it. That's all I have to say. I will pass it back to DJ to send us out. I am so thankful for your support and thankful for the listen as always DJ say your final things and uh, why don't we uh, get out of here.
0: We are very thankful. I want to echo that for your support. It is now the month of thankfulness. That is. <laughs> At least here is. in the here in the United States, it is anyway. Mm-hmm, Canada mm-hmm. already got it, got that out of the way. And so they're like, it's Christmas time. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you're crazy. It's you got to get through the turkey first. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, as always, we'll see you on Thursday. And we will see you on Earth too.